Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing in the sky Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet, and welcome to the podcast Love the Graps. Hiya! And welcome to the 2017 Grappy Awards. Well, I guess it's the 2018 Grappy Awards celebrating yeah. achievement in 2017. Um, so, Should I do that again? Do that again? Go on. And welcome to the 2018 Grappy Awards, where we get to recognise the people who achieved and maybe didn't quite achieve as much <laughs> in 2017. It's very official. Bum 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 ba ba dum ba ba So um you came up with these uh these categories, Chris. I did, yeah. Bit of a bit of discussion. Yeah. Uh we came up with it and then we asked the Facebook group. We opened it up for nominations. Yeah. And so we have gone through those nominations yep. and we have picked three nominations for each category. Yes. Um ultimately the decision on who the winners were, was ours. Yes. <laughs> Not you, the listener. Yeah, we don't trust you. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes you make bad choices. Well, democracy has been proved to be pretty uh, flawed. Well, it's definitely fallible, yeah. Um, generally speaking, though, we've gone with a populist vote. Yeah. Um, and uh, we think you've made some pretty good picks anyway. Yeah. Well done, you. Yeah. Do you know what? Give yourself a pat on the... Stop what you're doing. If you're on the bus, give yourself a pat on the back. If you're driving the car, just don't stop. Keep driving as fast as humanly possible <laughs> and give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah. And then you can give yourself another pat on the back for having achieved that task. Yeah. Um, so thanks for nominating if you didn't. If you did if you did nominate. <laughs> if you didn't. If you didn't nominate. Thanks. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. Um, let's dive straight in. Okay. Um, with award number one for the 2018 Grappy Awards. <gasps> it's category the growing lovely award for getting better at wrestling <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of a rookie award yeah it's not really it's not really a mo- most improved it's who or what in 2017 did you learn to love that you didn't know or love at the beginning of it yeah kind of yeah, so it might have been something completely new to you that yep. had been around for a while um, it might be somebody, a wrestler, that's um, only just sort of starting out their career, yeah. um, who's getting better and better as it goes along. Or it might be a promotion that you've finally managed to get to that you'd never managed to get to before. Or you never managed to get to because they didn't exist. True. And they, they just popped yep. up. So what are the nominations, Chris? The nominations are Attack Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riptide Wrestling from Brighton <laughs> and the tag team of Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher, Aussie Open. Now, we've seen uh, all three of these things. Yep. Uh, we saw all three of these things in 2017. We saw a lot of Attack. Yes, we did. And we saw a lot of Aussie Open. Yep. We only went to the one Riptide yeah, show. Yeah, and I've seen some of it on video. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, Aussie Open were on the Riptide show true, yeah. that we went to um i was very impressed with riptide when they went down there we did the podcast about it yeah um i'm hoping to get back down there in 2018 yeah they got some style yeah 
they um they got a lot of the the good wrestlers that yeah. are around yeah um uh sometimes uh, you know but if you go back and listen to our podcast about them sometimes i'm a little bit sniffy because it is kind of this, a lot of the same characters you know they're doing what they're doing um but there is a different presentation to some of the other shows that are yeah. doing that that stuff um yeah i think 2017 was a period of growth for them i mean they're starting to sell out a lot of their shows yeah they've got a full list of dates for 2018 yeah including a weekend of shows over pride weekend in brighton which yeah. should be massive yeah and they're bringing in some big names yeah like last year they had uh, keith lee they've had matt riddle yeah in, in the same match yeah um who else have they had joey ryan yeah, and um, Candice LeRae, yeah. WWE superstar Candice LeRae. Yeah, um, and they've got uh, Speedball Mutt Bailey yeah. on on a, one of their first so 2018 shows. Lots so. of um, lots of interesting names. Um, Attack then. Yeah, um, we have seen a lot of this past year. Yeah, I mean, we first saw Attack um, at the the kind of mid part of 2016. Yeah, and we were late to Attack. Yeah, definitely. With that, I mean, Attack been going sort of four, five years. By I, that I point. think we were there sort of at the sort of first steps of their ascendancy, though. Yes. Um, I think Attack entered another sort of phase, hmm. um, and 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 kind of grew and grew and grew. Yeah, um, and 2017 was, you know, really put the cap on that. Yeah. Um, people were travelling quite a distance. Yep to get to attack shows um there's um a guy called alan not me uh coming down from kilmarnock scott in scotland uh a scotchman there was another guy uh we spoke to at cheltenham show who'd come from newcastle yeah um just for the show yeah so people are getting i mean we travel yeah don't, let's not play ourselves down. three hours to cardiff we travel three hours there three hours back yeah um on the regs yeah so um you know people are starting to take notice of attack and uh, really enjoying what they're doing. Yeah. Um, their VOD gets out very quickly. Yeah. Um, and they're really making uh, an impact with their their brand of strangers. Well, they yeah, and that's that's kind of they have a USP, mm-hmm. which is strong storytelling with colourful characters, yeah. and there there is a sense that anything can happen. Yeah. They also which have is, an RSP. A Ricky Shane Page. That's right, yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, sometimes you go to the wrestling and you're, you're confident you're going to get some really good matches. Mm-hmm. Um, but Attack do a thing quite often where they don't announce any matches. No. Nope. And you never know what you're going to get. But you know you're going to get something special every time. Yeah. And in in terms of, we went to uh, Press Start 5, Press yep. 5 Tart. Um, really audacious Messing with the format. Yeah, um, a, a show which was possibly incomprehensible to anyone who hadn't been following along and didn't know the characters. And yet it was a sold out crowd who loved it. Yeah. So well done, Attack. Well, one of the big parts of Attack this year, former tag team champions, um, was Aussie Open. Yeah. Now, these are two uh, fellas that have come over to the UK um, to live in travis banks's box room yeah um uh to train at fight club pro um carl i think carl fletcher was over a month or two before mark davis landed yeah um but notable um that they had not wrestled each other at all before no because australia is a big place yeah. 
uh, and they were from two different parts of Australia. Yeah. And they'd been on, they'd, they had been on shows together. Yeah. But they'd never wrestled each other. No, and certainly never teamed. Yeah. Um, but they they started off uh, having a couple of matches against each other. One yeah. at Fight Club Pro, one at um, the um, Dragon Pro slash Attack. Yeah. Um, things that they do at uh, Um And then they were smushed together as a, an unnamed team and then given the horrible name Aussie Open, <laughs> which I'm, I'm okay with now. Yeah, I mean, it, bother, it bothered you quite considerably to start with, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm still not a big fan of it. I, I talked about it, I think, on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Or maybe maybe I didn't, but um, I, I've always preferred that they uh, that they just went with Davis and Fletcher. Yeah. But I own a T-shirt that says Aussie Open on it, yeah. and I don't care for the name, so that says... No. really well, how I, good they are you know that another mark of how good they are is uh, i think i i'm gonna claim this i think i was the first person to make this comparison i've seen another a couple of other people make it but i think they're the closest that we have to um the style of team that steen and generico yep, definitely. Um, were doing a few years ago yep. with a bigger man and a faster man yeah um great sort of um a lot of personality coming across um and they can do entertaining funny stuff or they can smack the shit out of people yeah um i think that we should go with the flow yeah and give the award to aussie open so i'll agree with that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i thought we might have a drum roll or something but i'm not editing that in put one in in post Aussie Open, the winners of the inaugural Growing Lovely Award. So congratulations to them. Yeah, well done, lads. Yeah, your trophy will be in the post. Yeah. What is the Grappy's trophy? Uh, it's a ball of t- ball of tin foil. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I like it. I've got some. I'll, I'll just send him a ball of tin foil. Yeah. With a sticker on it. Well, I mean, for ease of posting, you could you could post it flat, okay. and then they could they <laughs> yeah, could roll it, it themselves. themselves yeah. yeah. Uh, so well done to you guys yeah uh, should we give them a round of applause no it doesn't make for great audio All right. it's just gonna it's gonna it's gonna mess the levels up okay um so let's move on to the next award right do you let's, wanna, get, let's get negative yeah do you want to talk about it let's get horribly negative and this is the not my graps award so this is something that happened in 2017 um either a person or a, a thing or a feeling or a smell <laughs> Um, just An something, incident, yeah, um, something that affected your enjoyment of the graps, your bugbears. Yeah, because we can't shy away from the fact that that is half of our podcast. Yeah, um, as much as some people turn off after the the positive bit. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and don't hear the good stuff when we really go attack. Especially when we're things. talking about them. Yeah, exactly. Dan Reed. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this is the Not My Graps Award, and once again, we've got um, three uh, contenders, three nominations. It was it was difficult for this one because there were a lot of different. Yeah, I think mentions. everybody more or less said something different. I've yeah. smushed a couple together. Yeah, well, we're gonna pick we're gonna pick the top ones. Yeah. Um, so a well, couple of, a couple of you um, you you've gone for slightly different things, but I've smushed them together into one thing because you're kind of moaning about the same kind of thing. Yeah. So. What are the nominations, Chris? Okay, so our nominations are uh, crappy promotions being crappy. Yeah. Um, so, do you, should I go through the nominations? And we do the nominations about, first. And that's what and I then, did and last we'll time, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so crappy promotions being crappy. 
long shows and lengthy waiting times, yeah. which is a separate separate to the crappy promotions being crappy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, gross sexism at shows. Yeah. Um, so let's start with that one. Um, yeah. The the specific uh, instances mentioned were sexist comments from the crowd. Yeah. Um, we've we've spoke about that on the podcast a couple of times yeah. uh, that we have heard it. It's just got no place. Yeah. Um, and also the um, ICW this year um, kind of lost their way a bit in 2017 a little bit. Um, and a couple of things that they tried um, were not really to everybody's taste. Using Bram, um, who is a, a polarizing figure in in yeah. Britress. Um and is the, it is he polarizing? Well there are some people who who like him and will stick up for yeah, him. Yeah, but normally the polls are balanced, aren't yeah. they? Um and there are the, but we also have to admit there are a lot of people who just don't give a shit. Um yeah. either way. Yeah. Um and also the kinky party, which is um some people have said is is quite uh demeaning to to women. Yeah, I, I think one of the sort of positives um, it's not positive, but one of the sort of things that I think you can take heart from when this stuff comes up is always the reaction to it. Yeah. That, you know, uniformly, when when this stuff is particularly vocal at shows, Mm -hmm. they get shut down immediately. Yep. Um, Sometimes if you just hear somebody say something, like, you know, maybe they get away with it. and, And then somebody posts something online after the show and we all have a grumble about it. But generally speaking, people will be shut down at shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's the way it should be. Yeah. Um, I know that um, that Eve have a zero tolerance policy on these sort of things. And we've seen people get kicked yep. out of the venue for it. Yeah. Um, people who have been longtime supporters of Eve, or at least they've been a ticket buyer. Yeah. Um, and they've been going to shows, um, making inappropriate comments and getting removed from the venue. Yeah. And I think it's happened to other promotions as well, yep. which is all for the best because we want everyone to have the best experience they can yeah um and it's 2018 now and 2017 that we're talking about in these awards was only a year ago yeah cut it out yeah Yeah. whether you're a promoter uh, booking um kind of stupid sexist shit or you're someone in the crowd shouting stupid sexist shit just just don't do it yeah so you know the other side of that well, maybe not the other side, not complete opposite um but there have been some promotions this year that haven't really fulfilled the promises that they made crappy promotions to, being crappy yeah to their wrestlers and to their fans yeah. or to their ticket buying public mm-hmm. there are a couple of names that kind of float to the top of this list yeah um most specifically five star who are making a little bit of a comeback yeah um who, who have you know committed to um quite a big undertaking um, with a uh, weekly television show, apparently. Three hours every week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but earlier in 2017, uh, they had an arena tour scheduled um, with a lot of big names, but also a lot of names from around British wrestling. Yeah. Um, who were scheduled to make, I, I would imagine, um, a decent purse for, for those shows. Yeah. Um, and go away with a, a decent portion of their wage for the month. And, and therefore, block those dates out in their yeah. diary. So them pulling those shows at very short notice, with seemingly very little explanation to the people involved, put a lot of people out of pocket. Yeah. Not good. Um, but not, it's not just the wrestlers are affected, though, is it? Like, people bought tickets for those shows. Yep. And... You know, there have been other promotions that have done things that have affected the fans adversely. I mean, the good thing 
in a way with a five star is that if you buy tickets you will get your money back because you're buying it from uh, a box office yeah because they're dealing with arenas um there are companies that in in the way that BritRest runs you you paypal them your money um and if shows don't happen you expect that money back and that is not always happening yeah um with some companies uh, some people are still waiting some money back from lucha forever um i believe who kind of collapsed um towards the end of of 2017 um and it's just not good no it's not good i mean we all understand everyone's human people make mistakes some people can get in over their heads yeah and shows um, you know shows cancel i mean put put my good wrestling promoter's hat on yeah um we had to reschedule a show at the last minute yeah um our second show um and we had to we ended up having to cancel a show at one point yeah um but you made good but we made good you you just have to cover your bases yeah because you don't want a stink on you no um, and further to that there have also been promotions who have done bad by the boys in a different way um one was specifically mentioned on the facebook group pride promotions in the southwest um they very publicly didn't pay david star um any money when they cancelled him on the day of a show right. without even telling him um he, he read about it on twitter yeah um and there have been other promotions um who haven't paid their share of flights because I, I don't know how much people listening to this know about the the wrestling business a lot of times when um imports come over um the promotions that are using them will um all sort of chuck in a bit of money yeah. to cover the, their flights um promotions that have used these guys and not paid their portions of the flights yep um so yeah it's just kind of crappy promotions stop being so crappy yeah um and then finally uh we have another instance of promotions that uh, some of them are very good promotions yep um that can't keep good time no um now this is something we spoke about on our fight club pro podcast uh um, last week yeah um and that they run long yeah they run long um but there are other promotions sometimes i mean with, with fight club pro you can put a caveat on it saying well public transport out of wolverhampton is rubbish anyway yeah so the idea that you're trying to get a train after a fight club pro show is kind of redundant because you're never going to be able to do it yeah but there are other shows in other parts of the country where running late is really going to affect your crowd mm-hmm. Um, it's going to affect their ability to get home after the show. Yeah. And that isn't always top of the promoter's list of priorities, unfortunately. No. And the, there's the other side of that coin as well, um, where because of the way that they've chosen to do their seating, um, to get a decent seat at some shows, you have to start queuing two hours before the door yeah, well, opens. Yeah, we've been... Um, that's, not, that's not like pussyfoot around it okay but progress um you know it's one of the reasons that we don't go to progress shows so much these days is that you're quite often having to put up with four hours combined um queuing time and once the doors are open waiting for the first bell and it's too much it's too long yeah i mean the 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 show um the most recent show that we went to um for the last podcast we did um we made a, a very big point about the professionalism of it and it's slightly on a slightly different scale but yeah. i mean there were a good two to three hundred people there anyway today yeah um at the show um half an hour the doors opened before the bell mm. and it opened on time there's 
and and the show started on time and it finished on time. At this point, there is no reason for progress to be open in two hours before no. bell time, except for they probably sell more at the bar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they change the way they do their ticketing. They don't do wristbands. No. You just walk in and you just kind of work out where you're going to sit. Nobody's yeah. checking anything. No. Um, and every, it's a trust trust system. Yeah. Um, no reason. No reason for no. it to be running that early. Um, so let's give the award. The award. Yeah, it's, for Not My Graps. I'm, it's a wooden spoon. I really. want to give this wooden spoon to crappy promotions being crappy. Yeah. Um, there are several of you. You know who you are. Um, use this wooden spoon to tan yourselves on the backside and be better. And the reason that this is going in that direction um is because it's quantifiable. Yeah. They're they're putting people out of pocket. They're putting fans yeah. and wrestlers out of pocket. Yeah. And there's there's no like just be better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh let's move on then. Um this is another uh, maybe not so negative. No. But it's um it is kind of a down uh, a little frowny face, isn't it? Well, it, it rewards people for doing their job well. That's true. So this is the Boo the Heels for the biggest rotter in professional wrestling 2017. Yeah. And I would go um, so far as to say that a promotion is only as good as its baddie. Yeah. Um, we Progress are one of the prime uh, movers of uh, the current wave of of brit rest um was built on the back of of jimmy havoc yeah being a, an absolute cock yeah um so there's a great example there yeah and um you know that the british wrestling has got a lot of very good villains mm. um and we'll go through our nominations so nominations pulled from the uh love the graps facebook group yeah um so first of all we've got uh liverpool's number one zach gibson Soon to be recognised as maybe Love the Graps number one. <laughs> Who knows? Um, then we've got uh, Chief Deputy Dunn, no fun, or sometimes known as No Fun Dunn, yeah. sometimes known as Damien Dunn of the Anti Fun Police. Uh, and we've got Spike Trivet. Yeah. Nay Trivet. Yeah. Um, so Spike Trivet, um, kind of. Uh, Graduate of the Knuckle Locks Gym, which formerly the Projo. So we first saw him on a, uh, a progress Lovely. at the Dome. It was a Freedom's Road taping, oh, yeah, wasn't that's it? True, yeah. Um, but he's he's kind of worked around that area with the those London promotions that are all the same but have different names. Yeah. Uh, Apollo, Battle Pro, whatever. Yeah. Um, and he's a big character down at Riptide. Yes. Um, tweaked the character a little bit when we first saw him. He was just, his character was, he was a rich Tory boy yeah. um, from Cambridge University. Uh, came to the ring with a bottle of champagne, uh, which he would spray over yeah. the fans. Um, and that was the character. When we saw him at Riptide, he'd put a bit of a spin on that um, to say that, yeah, I am a rich Tory boy, but you are presuming that that's a bad thing and that's on you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know whether that's a change in his character so much as that specific promo, that specific well, night. Well, you know, I liked um, it. But it was good. It was yeah. good. Um, and he, you know, he's very young in his career. Um, and to get the nominations that he got, he should be very proud. Yeah. See, I was I was torn on him at first because everyone hates a Tory. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't hate a Tory, it's not the podcast for you. <laughs> um, we hate Tories. And 
at a certain point, I hated Tory so much that I didn't even want to see Tory. Yeah, it, it kind of um, rubs you up the wrong way when, especially when he was he was coming out with a strong and stable style T-shirt. Yeah, I make it. It's just it just sometimes it feels like can we not joke about this particular thing? Yeah, it's very frustrating, but. A little bit of distance from those things. Well, yeah. also the Tories are kind of falling apart a little bit, so it, it's it's nice to kind of like laugh at them and point at them and and stuff at the moment. I mean, we're still in a shitty place, yeah. Um, but there's this kind of hope that they're going to fall apart completely. Um, and it'd be nice to see Spike Gervais get his head caved in, yeah. Um, as a kind of physical embodiment of yeah. That. Um, so move on. We'll talk about Zach Gibson, yeah. Um. We didn't see a lot of Zach Gibson in 2017. No, no we didn't. Um, I think we saw him three times, Yeah, maybe. A um, couple of Rev Pros and uh, a Progress. Um, or a couple of Progress and a Rev Pro, the other way yeah. around. Um, but he just continued to be uh, amazing. Yeah. The the character that he's doing with that particular promo. He does a promo. He does a promo that other people have... I, I'm not saying other people have stolen it, but the audience has kind of just decided that this is the way to react to villains doing promos now. Yeah, boo them. Boo them to the point that they they become inaudible. Yeah, Um, and he he came up with that midway through 2016, I think, Super Strong Style 2016. Yeah, that's when it really Um, kicked off. It's still getting a lot of heat, and he's kind of changed it up a bit, um, especially in Rev Pro, um, where they're bringing over guys from New Japan that he's calling out kind of the fake fans of new japan yeah uh, because it's the cool thing yeah um which is kind of meta um could easily fall flat on its face um but he's very good he's very good at it very, and very good a very good wrestler yeah boot. and yeah can back it up yeah um can back it up i mean we saw one of the matches that we did see him have this year um last year was a dream match of, yep. s- of sorts yeah um zach gibson against toriano yeah um which was exactly what you would have expected from yeah. those two. Um, he, he plays that kind of incredulous fool yeah. character so very well. Yeah, And even the, the tag team with um, with James Drake um, in progress that was didn't excite me particularly. No. James Drake had a bit of a tough early, uh, early part of 2017 with the progress crowd. They weren't into him at all. No. Um, formed a team with uh, Zach Gibson called the Grizzled Young Vet. Veterans, which I really hate. I really yeah. hate that name. We talked about Aussie Open earlier. Uh, I this this name tops up for me. Really dislike yeah. it. Um, but um, having seen them at unboxing at the end of December, um, really, really good act. Yeah, really good act. Because Zach Gibson is larger than life, um, and it, I think the fact that you had James Drake there, who his thing is that he's a bit boring. Um, it, just very straight isn't it? yeah it worked really well yeah. um, so again well done Zach Gibson yeah and then and lastly then finally um, Chief Deputy Dunn yeah Chief Deputy Dunn I'm really happy for him yeah um, that he had such a good 2017 yeah uh, because of his kind of peer group it did look like he was being left behind yeah um, and I don't think that's particularly any fault of his own uh, so he um storyline brother of uh, Pete yeah. Dunn um, kind of had spent a lot of the early part of his career wrestling with uh, the likes of Mark Andrews um, Pete Dunn 
Chris Brooks. Yeah, a big part of Attack and Fight Club Pro. Yeah. Where all the cool guys came from. Yeah. Um, but because of the particular role that he occupied in both, and I think he was a bit unfortunate in that he kind of got cycled out of the storylines in Fight Club Pro because of MK McKinnon's um, illness. Yeah. Um, and so that the group that he was part of were kind of dropped. And that was the time that Fight Club Pro took off. Yeah. Um, and also the, the particular gimmick that he plays in attack it's not a cool gimmick no so as part of the anti-fun police yeah certainly you know when that was um back of the back back of the beginning of 2017 in 2016 um nobody was looking to book that act elsewhere and he was no. he was working elsewhere he's working south side who mm. had a really good tag team with um, ryan smile and south side yeah um and he uh, was working in like kamikaze yeah um, he was he was getting around but not really making waves no um but by sort of taking the anti-fun police gimmick taking the chief deputy done um moniker and and kind of applying that more broadly more liberally across british wrestling yeah um he kind of made like carved this niche for himself yeah as a go-to ridiculous like cartoon villain and he's yeah. got a nice little group of cronies yep um that kind of give him that extra element if you want somebody backing him up or if you want a tag team um yeah real sort of utility player almost but i think he had a really good 2017 um and kind of grew a lot over 2017 yeah uh, but our winner is going to be zach gibson yeah because he started 2017 strongly and finished and, it and finished it strongly yeah. but also i would say you know he he kind of re you know reaffirmed his place in progress this year mm-hmm. um he kind of dropped off with the sort of the drift towards world of sport yeah it was uncertain what they were doing yeah. with him um you know and there were a few guys that kind of that, that had that sim- similar effect yeah with um but he he came back strong um, yeah. Still, would love to see a really strong singles run from him in yeah. progress. Um, but he's getting that in Rev Pro. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So our winner of the Boo the Heels Award. Boo. Zach Gibson. Well done, Zach. Congratulations. I mean, Boo Zach. Yeah. Terrible rotter. And we've got a couple more awards then. Okay. Um, we'll go on to this is a big one. Two big ones actually. Two Ooh, big ones. Two yeah. very big ones. Um, so we'll go to the most 2017 moment of 2017. Yeah. So this isn't the the best moment of the year. Yeah. Particularly, um, it's not it, like your match of the year. No, it's, it's not, not a big like your show of the year. year. Um, but the 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 moment that sums up the year 2017 yeah. the most. Yeah. Kind of a defining moment for yeah. British wrestling in 2017. Yeah. And it is specifically British wrestling. Yes. Um. So here are your nominations. Uh, The Death House reveal at Fight Club Pro. Yeah. Um, The uh, King of Trios tournament at Chikara in Wolverhampton. So another Wolverhampton moment. Yeah. Another same room. Yeah. Um, And finally, um, NXT chicago takeover chicago uh nxt takeover chicago and the dueling well they're not dueling chance you've written dueling chance yeah um uk chance yeah chance of uk um for the match between pete dunn and tyler Bates. yeah so um we'll talk about that one first then. yeah um 
So Tyler Bate was defending the UK WWE UK Championship against um, the uh, the villainous Pete Dunne. Also secretly defending the Attack Twenty Four Seven title as well. That was that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they they had what has now been awarded by NXT. Yeah. Um, the match of the year. I would I would go so far. I didn't I didn't see. Um, a huge amount of WWE in 2017. I saw all the stuff that perhaps I should have seen. Um, and I would say it was the best match in any yeah, WWE. Yeah, it got a lot of nominate. Like, they did a sort of public vote um, for a WWE match of the year, and it, it ended up in the top five. Yeah. Um, and that in and of itself is amazing. Yeah. Um, to think two essentially british indie wrestlers yeah these are indie workers who are still working shows of like 100 people yeah um over here in the uk um to imagine that they would be nominated for match of the year alongside the likes of roman reigns and john cena um the millionaires yeah um it is amazing yeah um it's incredible and during this match, the um, UK Championship match, which happened about halfway through that NXT TakeOver yeah, show. In Chicago. In Chicago. And not at one of the, the bigger um, weekends where, you know, your Royal Rumble weekend, your WrestleMania weekend, your SummerSlam weekend, your Survivor Series weekend. You will get a lot of fans flying in. Yeah, um, so there weren't from... loads of British fans No, there. so it'd be mostly a local crowd. The crowd in Chicago chanted... Apropos of nothing, yeah. not prompted by anyone in particular, they chant. They were chanting UK, yeah, an acknowledgement of how good the UK wrestling scene is. Yeah, incredible, incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's also notable to sort of point out that when they have had some of these UK guys on, sort of, normally some of the bigger um, weekend shows mm-hmm. for WWE, there there have even been progress chants, yeah, and stuff like that, yeah. which is crazy, yeah. But that night specifically, that moment where the char- the crowd started chanting UK. Yeah, those two guys, those British indie guys performing on a massive stage, getting a UK chant. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so we were at the other two yep. um, events. We weren't in Chicago. Here. If anyone wants to send us to Chicago, fine. No. Yeah. Although I did watch that match um, after a an attack show yeah. um, in Bristol with a lot of the... Uh, uh, in a sports bar where there was a lot of fans and a lot of the attack roster, yeah, and that was that was a lot. Of it fun. feels special, yeah, because yeah. these guys were obviously visibly proud of, of yeah. their colleagues. Um, but Death House for Fight Club Pro, yeah, so, so it's it was... part of the Fro- Project Mayhem Five weekend, night one, yeah, night one. So there was a whole other night to follow this, yeah. um, and uh, we knew there was going to be uh, uh, a death match, a hardcore match. Um, and um, it exceeded all our expectations. Yeah. Um, so it's originally scheduled to be uh, Clint Majera and Jimmy Havoc against the team of CCK, Chris Brooks and Kid Lycos. Yeah. Um, but you di- you damaged well, Kid Lycos, didn't you? Kid Lycos did pick up an injury the weekend before at a good wrestling show. Uh, no fault of mine. Um, meaning that they, they weren't going to be able to compete. No. Um Fortunately, uh, former um, Tournament of Death winner from CZW, King of the Death Match, um, Ricky Shane Page was in the country. It just happened to be around. 
Yeah. And also it turns out that um, one of the most handsome wrestlers in the UK, um, Drew Parker, is also a nutcase. Yeah. So the, they ended up with the makeshift team of Ricky Shane Page and Drew Parker versus um, Havoc and Majera. Yeah, um, and that but, would have been that would have been fine. Yeah, and even knowing what they had planned um, would have been, you know, a, a notable enough event. But the way they went around it yeah. was was incredible. So, if you've been to the Fiction Warehouse, Starworks, Starworks Warehouse, let me take a step back. If you've been to the um, chocolate covered starworks and hot dog flavored warehouse um you'll be familiar with the setup and there was a large curtain that they use curtaining off half of the massive warehouse yeah. that houses the shows which is, is there every time yeah, it's there all the time yeah um unassuming just there yeah just part of it just accepted yeah um and in a moment of pure theater <laughs> um jimmy havoc's music started nobody came out through the entrance way and then the curtain dropped yeah. to show another ring set up in another corner of the um, of the warehouse, um, surrounded by bits of glass, barbed wire, scaffolding, yeah, Incredible. light tubes, um, and mayhem ensued. As as they uh, as Ricky Shane Page and, and Drew Parker, who are already in the the other ring yeah. in the the ring that they've been using all night and the crowd all yeah. made their way over to this yeah. uh, new ring and what 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 followed was uh, a matter of taste yeah. <laughs> as to whether or not um whether or not you enjoyed it but it was a spectacle um and it was a it was very much a death match um in in a pro wrestling sense yeah in there was a lot of blood and a lot of stupid stuff happened amazing just yeah. an amazing moment um well then uh, finally um king of trios now i guess uh, the, the maybe this how does this speak to brit rest well this is notable for two reasons i think um one the fact that chikara they, they've been over on a couple of tours yep um but this time um maybe because of reasons their regular venue was being refurbed um they moved their their big weekend of the the year this is their big show yeah um three and a half thousand miles to the uk yeah uh it says the strength of the uk scene that um chikara are an indie um you know, one of the most notable if not one of the biggest drawing indies in the us that they saw that they could um feasibly run this show with most of their regular roster yeah. also flying over from the Philadelphia area um in the UK and particularly in the the the, the Starworks in Wolverhampton. Yeah. Um we've become that much of of a, a place where this can happen. Yeah. Um the other reason I think it's notable was for the final. Yes. Um which now, King of Trios, it's a trios tournament. Mm -hmm. um, teams of three men or women, yep. or both, or yep. animals. Lots of animals as yeah. well, lots of creatures. Um, but the final came down to British Strong Style, yep. the WWE team of <laughs> Pete yep. Dunne, um, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate. Three men with WWE UK contracts, but they are WWE contracted talent. Yes. Um, taking on the team of Sendai Girls. Yeah. It's uh, Mako Satamora. Possibly the greatest wrestler in the world. Um, 
Cassandra Miyagi, yeah, who's a crazy person, yeah, and Dash Chisarko. I can't. I struggle with all everybody's yeah. names. I can't. If you ask me to men- name all of the Chikara people, I wouldn't be able to do it. No. Um, but so you had these three WWE guys, yep, against three Japanese women. In what world would that ever happen, yep. other than Brit Rest twenty seventeen? Yeah, and I would posit that this might have been my favourite match of the whole year. Oh, it was great. Um, it allowed British Strong Style to finally be the heels that they needed to be at certain times. Yep, when the waters were very muddy and didn't. They didn't quite grab hold of that, you know, that that baton and run with it. You know, Pete, with WWE UK, it's kind of brought a lot of eyes to these guys. Um, And in some ways, it's made people reluctant to boo them. Yeah. Not maybe not reluctant, but people want to cheer them. Yeah. Because they're big stars. Yeah. And there were definitely times, even that weekend, when there were too many there were people too eager to chant for pete dunn um when he's supposed to be the biggest rotter going but we got to this match and they knew exactly what they were supposed to do yeah they knew exactly what role they wanted to play and they played it to a t yeah i mean in a way as well we we saw uh mako satamura wrestle 10 matches in 2017 that in itself a japanese women's wrestling legend yeah um we saw her wrestle 10 matches. And she's back again this year. Yeah. Can't get enough. No. So what's the most 2017 moment of 2017? The winner of most 2017 moment of 2017 is UK chance at NXT TakeOver Chicago. Yeah. It just encapsulated the whole year for me. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody involved. Well, I mean, mainly the two lads involved should be really proud. And I'm sure they are. I'm, yeah. I'm sure they'll never forget that, no. uh, you know. Um, and as I say, just recently awarded best match for NXT for the last year. Yeah. Do you see what they were awarded? A bell. Yeah, with a little hammer. So perhaps yeah. you can ask them to borrow it for your next show. Yeah. I think it, I don't think it'll sound any better, though, looking at it. Really? It okay. looks quite small. Let's get on to the big one. Big one, then. Big one is um, the wrestler or wrestlers as a team. Um, who have made your 2017 mm-hmm. as as great as it has been. Yes. Um, we're calling it the Love the Grap's Top Dog of 2017. Not Top Cat. No. No, not Top Cat. Uh, he lives in a bin. He's a crook. Now, you see, this is... I've got a problem with this. Yeah. That on that advert yeah. for Halifax, yeah. um, he says that Officer Dibble yeah. has had his home taken away. Yeah. He doesn't live in a bin. No. The bin is merely the entrance to his subterranean house. Well, whatever. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be giving out mortgages to criminals. <laughs> well, there is that. He's a con man. Yeah. That's Top Cat. He's a con man. You know who he is, don't you? Who is he? Sergeant Bilko. Oh, God. Do you know what? I think we might have talked about this on the podcast before. <laughs> so I remember you, you making some ancient reference. I have the timely references that everybody loves. <laughs> it's yeah. a classic. Okay, so our nominations for Top Dog 2017 at the Grappy Awards 2018. <laughs> um, 
Now, the names that are going to come off this list are going to be familiar to pretty much everyone yeah. who listens to this. And again, these were culled from nominations yeah. uh, on the list. Um, there were some other names uh, thrown in. Uh, Jack Sexsmith got a nomination, yep. um, but he hasn't made the, the final three. Um, but let's let's give the, uh, the, the final three. Okay. Trent Seven. Off the telly. Off the telly. Pete Dunn. Off the telly. Off the telly as well. And... Chris Brooks brackets and CCK. Yeah, I mean there was Close some brackets. nominations. That kind of, yeah, uh, not on the te- not on the telly. Sorry, no. Chris, not on the telly. No, he's, um, he's uh, hasn't got a telly face. I oh, know he is. He's beautiful. He's, <laughs> he's a he's a handsome chap. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Chris Brooks then. Okay. Um, we like Chris Brooks. Yeah. Um, he's uh, a very very good heel. Um, he's uh, can can be, and much to my surprise. Um, uh, someone you want to get behind as well. Yep. Um, I remember. I remember someone, a crazy man, uh, booking him as a babyface in in 2016. Well, um, I mean, everything I do is ahead of the curve. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it didn't really work then. Um, but in 2017, he's been a, a great babyface, particularly at Progress. Um, but also a rotter of a heel um, at Fight Club Pro. Yeah. And a babyface and a heel um, at Attack. Yes. Um, he's been complete. He's been the guy for me who had the best 2017 you could possibly have um, from his starting position. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know, he um, he's kind of come up in the wake of some of the WWE UK. Yeah, he stuff. wasn't part of that tournament. No, um, but he very much has has become the man and sort of this year. He's cool, isn't he? Yeah, he. Um, he he knows how to do the wrestling very very well. He's he good at, gets wrestling. He's good at wrestling, but he also you know his character is complete. Um, he has really nailed that branding. So the CCK as a whole um, is kind of become it's kind of become the iconic brand of mm-hmm. British wrestling. They're the British Young Bucks. Yeah, I, you know that that CC the the first CCK T shirt. The um, you know, the the letters um became a bit of a uh, bullet club style item yep. for a while. Yeah. Um, and I I've spoken to Brooks. I've told him that he needs to do another run of those in a different color, but yep. he's reluctant to do it at the minute. Wow. Um, but that you know, he that you go to shows. We went to a Rev Pro show a couple of months ago. Yeah. And there was a massive queue for their merchandise table. So that was Brooks and Lycos. Yeah. Were there. That, that's when um, it really hit home to me. Yeah. That how big they've become. What a big year. Yeah. Um, and it is because Chris Brooks, um, very much like Pete Dunne, who we'll talk about again in a moment. He understands wrestling. Um, that's not only that what goes on between bell to bell. Uh, it's how you carry yourself uh, between your music playing at the beginning and hopefully if you win the match, your music playing at the end. It's how you carry yourself at the merch desk, uh, online. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah. Uh, uh, if you want to learn how to be a professional wrestler uh, in 2018, um, watch Chris Brooks and also watch Pete Dunne. Yeah, well, Pete Dunne obviously is probably the biggest name on this list Yeah, uh, in in. 2018 it's currently the wwe uk champion mm-hmm. um and you know he's appeared on i mean he's appeared on raw now. yeah um you know he he's known across the world now yeah um, for me if you were talking the best wrestler in the world 
2017, um, purely in ring, the matches they have, it's between him and Akada. Okay, um, I mean, that's quite a bold statement. Yeah, other people might put AJ Styles up there. They might put Kenny Omega up there, Tetsuya Naito, um, Dan Shokodino. Um, <laughs> yeah. All those names would get yeah. spoken about. But for me, I, I, I can't separate those two. Um, they don't have bad matches. Yeah. And he does, I mean, and one thing I will, <laughs> I'm going to put him above Okada in this sense, is that he does a, he does different matches. Yeah. Okada does the bigger Okada matches. Yeah. Um, Pete Dunne will come in and um, have a match where he's teaming with a blow-up doll. Yeah. He'll have a match where he is dressed as the clown out of it. Yeah. He, he'll have a match where he's dressed as Tyler Bate. Um, you know, he, he uh, you know, some people might look at that and go, oh, he's not protecting his character. But in 2017 and, and into 2018, that's not what wrestling is. But um, I would also say that the Bruiserweight character is so well realised that even when he's pretending to be true. Kid Lycos, even when he's pretending to be Pennywise the Clown, yeah. even when he's teeming with an inflatable doll, it's still the bruiser way. It's yeah, still, yeah. you know, very markedly the bruiser way. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that, and I'll give him that. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't give me that. But you know, I, I think he is incredibly well rounded, and mm-hmm. honestly, for as good as a 2017 as he had, I really want him to have a really good 2018. Yeah, I would quite like to not see a lot of him in 2018 for the reason that he's on the other side of the world, um, making a lot of money. Yeah. Well, we're getting into WrestleMania season. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, so, uh, one last name then. Um, Trent Seven. Yeah. Do you know who that is? Um, he's that stand-up comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Ricky Tomlinson. Yeah. Um, Trent Seven, uh, face of Fight Club Pro. Yeah. Um, part of British Strong Style. Uh, WWE UK um, semi-finalist, tournament semi-finalist. Yeah. Um and all round affable chap. And do you know what to me that's that's part of it is Trent is um a good wrestler. Yes. Um particularly good at the style that he works, the yeah. British strong style that he's created um at Fight Club Pro. But he's getting on a bit. He's um and uh, this is going to sound so weird because I'm, I might get accusations of body shaming here. He's not in prime physical condition. Um but he owns it. Yeah. But despite all that, he's killing it. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? I, I'm, I couldn't be happier for anybody. You see him when he's out there. He's loving every minute of it. And he understands the the gravity of what is happening to him. And he's just riding it. Yeah. But you know what? It's it like, yes, he he's having a great time. And the success is... is... You, you can see how much fun he's having with that success. You, it kind of, it did, uh, honestly, I'm going to put a bit of a caveat on this. It did get to a point where it was a little bit grating mm. in some ways. Uh, there was a lot of reliance from British Strong Style on doing the Triple H stuff. Yeah. And he does do a lot of reference to that. But, and when, you, you know, we got to a point with the intros to Fight Club Pro where it was a bit like, oh, he's kind of off his game. Um, but seeing him at Fight Club Pro the other day, there was there was one thing that he did um, in the 10-man tag match. Um, 
and we talked about how much we enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And part of the story of that was um, an injury to Millie McKenzie. And it was the thing that he did very, very particularly him mm. that I spotted was he went backstage and came out and signaled to the rest of his team. She's not coming back out. Yeah. And he did it in such a way, deadpan, completely serious, mm-hmm. but in a way that it felt like you had witnessed something like some sort of secret conversation yep. go on between them. And we all, everybody's watching the wrestling and looking for those little bits because they're like, oh, I want to know. I want to know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I spotted, oh, I spotted him. Did you see him just do that? Did you see him just do that hand gesture to so-and-so? Like, he 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 is a really good storyteller in that respect. He knows what the crowd are looking at. He knows what the crowd want. And he knows how to sort of do that little bit of old school wrestling manipulation yeah. in a new sort of 2018, 2017 style. Yeah, very well rounded. Not everybody could get away with losing to Matt Riddle in six seconds. No. And still keep their their heat and their position. And turn it into something more. Yeah, and he did. Yeah. Um. So again, he's somebody that I... Maybe he's not in the same position that Pete Dunn's in. No. Maybe he's not like going to get those opportunities that Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate might. But I still love to see him get a bit of a run over in in NXT or, yeah, or such. It I would mean, be a had, pleasure to watch. He's had matches. They've they've paid for his flights over yep. a bunch of times. Um. So yeah, good good on you. Good on yeah. you, Trent Seven. Well done, Trent. So the winner. Oh. It's uh, the the top award. The top dog. Love the grabs. Top dog. I mean, it's tough because mm. I've just said that Pete Dunne is in the top two in the world. Yeah, but but who defines who, who defined British wrestling? Brit Ress. Yeah. In two thousand seventeen, um, Pete Dunne is great, but I think if you're just looking at January to December twenty seventeen, from where he started to where he finished, it's got to go to Chris Brooks. Yeah. So the winner of the Love the Grabs Top Dog is Chris Brooks. Well done, Chris. As loath as I am to I know. Hand that over. No, I mean, there are certain places where we can show our, yeah, our love yeah, for yeah. him. Um, yeah. He's not a rotter everywhere. Although yeah. he did murder Millie McKenzie on Friday yeah. night. So yeah. when you next see Chris Brooks after listening to this, tell him you listened to the podcast and they gave him a special award. Um, and he will probably say, I don't know what that is. Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Or he might go, oh, yeah, I heard it already because I listen to it all the time. Who knows? <laughs> um, but, yeah, well done, Chris Brooks. Yeah. Keep up the good work. And that's the 2018 grappies for things that happened in 2017. Yeah. Confusing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we did want to do the awards after 2017 finished. Yeah, because you never know what might happen. Yeah. But we right also wanted to, to do end. them earlier in January. But yeah. things happened. Yeah. Conspired to make it. Well, you um, know. To put a delay on it. But we're, you know... January's still in effect. Yeah. And um, it's up and out there. Yeah. In fact, put this up on the 31st of January. Well, we're, we're recording it on the 31st of January. Of course. So why wouldn't you put so it up? It's now? live. It goes live straight out onto the internet. Right. Um. Yeah. Well done, everybody who got an award, apart from the wooden spoon. Boo to you. Improve. Get better next time. Yeah. Um. But thanks for listening. Well. Before we finish, Chris, mm. let's talk about something more important than some fake awards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So over Christmas period, we put out some special podcasts. Yeah. A little album. And um, we were raising money for a des- domestic abuse charity here in Northampton. Yeah. Um, by the name of Eve. 
um, and all the money that was paid by donation for those podcasts Thanks. and a very generous donation from Attack um, over their Christmas shows. They did a raffle and had given us the money from the second the night proceeds from that um and that we putting all of that money together um we have managed to raise i've lost the exact number 299 pounds and 17 pence. that's right 299 pounds and 17 pence and we'll make that up to 300 yeah you yeah round that up it's only 83p i just wanted to seem legitimate that's yeah. what you do. You go, oh, it's just a little bit under. So well, no, I'll chuck knows. in the 83 pit. All right, well, good for you. Okay, um, and we're going to get that over to Eve as soon as we can. Yeah, and we'll, we'll try and get um, a photo, um, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think we might just do it on the internet. It might be easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, we're going to get that over. And thanks to everybody who donated. Yeah, really, really thank uh, you. I hope you enjoyed the podcasts, but also yeah. thanks really because, you know, it's a great cause. And massive thanks to Attack. Yeah, and yeah, huge thanks to Attack. Um, and that was 2017. Yeah. In the books. Yeah. You, you, we've already done a couple of podcasts for 2018, mm-hmm. um, but we've got lots planned. Yep. Um, lots of new places we're hitting up. Yep. Um, some old friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to this year. So thanks for listening. Um, thanks for donating. Um, get on social media. Blah blah blah. You find it. You're yeah. not an idiot. You can find it. I'm not even going to repeat it. Just go and look for it. You can get on and chat with us. Yeah. Um, and until next time, go to bed. We had joy. We had fun. We had seasons in the sun. Up the hills that we climbed. All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun of the world that we need for the starfish on the beach.